This is part two of chapter five of the War and Waste Innovation, Simplification as a Strategy. Charlie Minkus, the great saxophonist, once said, anyone can make the simple complicated. Creativity is making the complicated simple. Strategy was discussed earlier. It means more than articulating strategies in just such a way that they become clear, concise, and simple. What it really means is that simplification makes all processes efficient. It makes instructions to employees precise and understandable. It forces managers to define clear measurements of performance. All thinking in the company is geared to KISS, keep it simple, stupid. All this simplification creates an organization that is geared for action. Everyone knows what to do. And when people fail to do their jobs, others let them know. It's okay to do that in no-blame work environment. And the reason that simplification becomes a strategy is that it now becomes possible to make the statement, we will make money for our shareholders by running the business with simple, clear procedures that everyone can understand and by doing so will maximize the revenues and optimize the profits for those revenues. As an example, one of my friends, Jim Horan, has developed a program he calls the One Page Business Plan. He has written a book of the same title. As you might expect, this book describes a very simple process of creating a business plan. It is 100 pages or so. Jim has done a good job of explaining to the novice how a one-page business plan is created, but it is not easy. There is some significant thinking that goes into such a process, but the one-page business plan is part of the simplification parts process that is discussed here. If your thinking can be pressed to one page, you've done a wonderful job of simplification. The simplification process applies to all aspects of the business. How do we get products to market? How do we market? How do we sell? How do we engineer? Everything that is written for any process needs to be said with the fewest and most concise choice of words. By doing so, simplification becomes, becomes ingrained into the company. A sense of urgency. Everyone loves Tom Cruise's line in Top Gun, and he delivers it with such gusto. I have a need for speed. A company with a sense of urgency is just like that. It has a need for speed. In the urgency company, the company with a sense of urgency, everyone understands that the urgency conditions condition can be activated at any moment. In this company, when the urgency switch is turned on, the urgency condition is activated and everyone understands what to do. One of the goals I give every company is to design your production capacity to function on a daily basis at 80% of peak capacity. Then when you need that extra 20%, you turn the emergency switch on. We distinguish, we distinguish urgency from chaos in this context. We don't like chaos, but we do like urgency. Chaotic organization is in the firefighting mode all the time. There is no planning, and if there is, there is very little of it. 
Every order is hot. Customers know that to get their orders acted on, they need to talk to the president. However, in the company that can effectively respond to the urgency condition, everything is in order. It's just when the urgency condition is activated, everyone knows what to do. For instance, when a new large elephant order from an old client comes in the door, the activity levels are just stepped up a bit. These conditions activate the urgency switch. The urgency switch. In the company that can respond to urgent conditions in a systematic way, they know when the urgency switch is on. I like to say that the urgency switch is not a variable control switch that is somewhere between off and full speed ahead. When the urgency switch is on, everyone knows it and is damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. The difference between the chaotic organization when the urgency switch is on and the company is moving at a faster speed. All systems are capable of going a notch faster than normal, but this urgency condition does not radically change the way things are done. In other words, the normal speed of operation is a pacing speed that can be turned up to respond to an urgent condition. I learn about these companies specifically when I worked for my dad. On Monday morning, he turned the urgency switch on, and he left it on all week until Saturday at about 5.15 when he turned it off. He loved to work that way for the most part. He survived doing that for a long time. He lived to be a very old man, so the chaos condition is not necessarily bad for the person who turns it on, but it is bad for the participants doing their jobs. I know all about it. Working in that environment grated on my nerves, and I didn't like it. I never like working like that. When I see it in a company that I work with, I go to work and try to fix that problem quickly. Work. We define work and jobs having three dimensions, three elements, as it were. Planning, controlling, and doing. Plan the work. Control it, which includes measuring and adjusting the work when the results aren't quite right, and then doing the work. In the usual scheme of things for most work processes, the managers do the planning and the controlling. Of course, workers perform the doing part of the work. When true empowerment is de desired for the work team, the planning and control functions associated with the work of the team need to be handled by the team. So to empower the team, the manager must relinquish these planning and control work functions. Most managers and supervisors res resist this loss of power, fearing that nothing will replace it. As we see it, the fear of loss of power and control is usually at the heart of management's resistance to any changes that I've recommended. Obviously, there can be managerial concern about the yes-no chart or any of the other processes that is out of the manager's control. If some of the control, the measuring and adjusting, is now in the hands of the work team, there is less need for supervision to make decisions about the work then what does a supervisor or manager do with the time previously spent controlling the work and the workers? This is a realistic, realistic concern. But if the manager is truly concerned about work performance, what difference does it make in how it is accomplished? Now the supervisor or manager can vote time to another higher priority issue. When our clients find this is an issue, we routinely see that they redirect supervisorial personnel to activities such as coaching, facilitating, teaching, expediting, 
and project work. This is the basic management required in a tribal knowledge paradigm. Managers need to help all employees improve the tribal knowledge that is aligned with company mission. All of these activities are performed as a service to the value-adding activities carried out by their supervisees, creating the Quantum Leap Company. As we have created about 20 Quantum Leap Companies, we observe the following characteristics of each. Step 1. Lead the War on Waste Program. The CEO agrees to participate, lead the War on Waste Program, and follow the procedures of change defined during the War on Waste. The CEO leads this change initiative, the Phase Zero Initiative as we call it, and does not pass the responsibility to others. Certainly, others may be commissioned to help, but the responsibility falls directly on the CEO. Improve Tribal Knowledge if you get nothing else from this encyclopedia, understand this. Recognizing the importance of ideas is crucial to the success of this paradigm. The war on waste protects the idea from renegade managers and other naysayers. If ideas have an opportunity to thrive, profits will follow. In a way, this is the magic of this process. Manage innovation. In order to ensure a continuous flow of ideas, the CEO must agree to implement a system of innovation management to make sure that process improvement and new business ideas are encouraged. The War on Waste establishes the TKC, or Tribal Knowledge Council, described elsewhere in this encyclopedia. The TKC must be responsible for supporting innovation ideas for new market or business opportunities. Manage Change Step 4 the CEO must agree that he or she will be in charge of change management within the company. It is not the job of the change agent. The CEO manages the change agent, not the other way around. The CEO must be alert for the Bluebird or the killer app that surface, surfaces as the Tribal Knowledge Council reviews ideas for action. This is a learned skill, and CEOs need to open their eyes for these ideas at the source. Step 5. Define the Energy Initiative Plan for the company. As noted under Energy Initiative, the key to a sustained corporate energy level is implementing a program to ensure an ongoing infusion of energy into the company. This is done with one initial energy infusion and is sustained by support of tribal knowledge improvement actions from all managers. The Quantum Nudge. In the diagram below, the quantum nudge is the energy input required to move the company from the metastable first level to the second excited state. A company receives a good dose of energy as a result of the war and waste program. The quantum leap company. If an event occurs and a company gets enough energy to make it to the second energy state, it will have made what we call the quantum leap. The amount of energy input the quantum nudge is identified because it gets the results of the quantum leap. You don't have to put much energy into the company to get the quantum leap company once you've reached the initial step. After the war and waste, the company is poised to make the quantum leap. You just have to nudge it to get the resu desired result. If you read the book, The Tribal Knowledge Paradox, Using the War on Waste to Align Strategy with Process by this author, 
you'll understand how hard it is to complete a war on waste. It requires a good deal of energy, and that is noted on the chart as the war on waste energy input. There's a chart here that shows uh, three steps of what we call the quantum leap. Ground state is when you start. The metastable state is what happens when you do the war on waste. You kick the energy of the company up to some metastable state that could just as well drop back to where it was before it started. Or you can give it the quantum nudge, which is the next energy input. can be in the form of a lot of ideas. It could be in the form of one idea that just is a disruptive product, disruptive idea. And then finally, the company sort of settles into a final state, which is in a more improved condition than when you started. That's the end of Chapter 5. If you have any questions, feel free to call me at my phone, 510-520-8011, or you can email me at lenatbertain.com. And if you want to find more about our company, you can do so by contacting or looking up www.warandwasteacademy.com. Thank you very much. We'll see you in the next chapter. Thank you.